Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Game On. I'm your host, Jerry Jacob. This is a new show produced by She Got Game Media, and it's all about success stories. Our guests are game changers, celebrities, as well as successful rising stars in business, music, and the arts. This is not your average talk show. I'm Game On. Each guest is asked to share five winning strategies or ideas that have made and continue to make them successful. Hopefully what they have to offer will inspire and motivate you to elevate your brand and get your game on. Today, getting his game on is Professor of Finance at Miami-Dade College and author with his recent book, Money for Future Adults, Financial Literacy for Fourth and Fifth Grades, Professor Raymar Rodriguez. Professor Rodriguez, welcome to Game On. Jerry, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I have been fascinated by the new technology and how it's expanding from traditional radio now to live and podcasts that are done, you know, for the entire world to listen to, basically. Yes, I, I today the again it's it's available to anyone. It's easy to access, and it's great because it gives us a, just a, a, another avenue where we can actually share your success strategies. And uh, speaking of that, because that's what the show is about, uh, Professor Rodriguez, could you just give us a kind of a, a, a brief biography of your life and background that uh, led you to your work in the uh, in the world of finance? Okay, currently I'm a professor at Miami-Dade College, and in my previous life I was a banker and investment advisor for a large uh, American bank. Over the years, going back 20, 30 years, I have always been fascinated with money and the creation of wealth. So I was one of those people who was constantly thinking of ways to make money, one of those people who was constantly reading whatever I could get my hands on. Um, I was creating businesses. I sold several businesses. I was trying to accumulate money as hard as I could. When time offered me the opportunity to go work at a bank, I started to notice that people had real money, the type of wealth that I was seeking, not the type of money that I had, but the crazy numbers, the people who were millionaires, the people who had you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars coming in on a monthly basis. They had very simple, a very simple formula of creating it. It wasn't that brilliant person all the time. We always talk about people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg who've created a, a basically a new technology, a, a new way to of do things as wealthy people. But the reality is there's tons of millionaires next door that have made money through very humble means. And it fascinated me how these people actually made wealth. So I basically started taking notes and I started paying attention. Most of them were very conservative. Most of them lived very humble lives. But the dollars on their bank accounts were marvelous and all of the assets that they had. So I began this process of studying and trying to emulate what these people had. And I basically came to a couple of conclusions. And the basic conclusions were that these people had done two basic things to set them on their way. And they had basically accumulated assets and had whatever assets they had work for them. And that sounds really, really simple, but it was the beginning of, of this research that I have been doing basically for the past 20 years intensively with you know financial planning and financial budgeting. 
Um, well, that's, I, that's exciting. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no, it, it's it's the idea basically came from this idea that it's something that your grandmother would tell you is you live below your means, you save regularly, and you control your debt. And that's really a simple thing to do if you think about it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of beautiful things to spend money on. There's always going to be something that's going to draw your attention from your target, and you're going to wind up spending money. And in a place, especially here in the United States, where where the ability of credit is something that's actually relatively simple to attain, it's very easy for someone to lose their way, someone to go ahead and get you know off track, so to speak. Um, the the process that we were doing as as I started to accumulate some wealth and I started to buy different things, I kept on listening to different ideas that people had, and the one of the basic ideas was you want to have the ability of generating more than one stream of cash flow. Just beside your job, something else that you do that generates a little bit of money on the side. In this world that we're living in of part-time work and, and relatively limited uh, benefits, you're starting to see a lot of people taking on multiple jobs, turning businesses uh, into a source of income, maybe hobbies into another source of income. People are writing, people are speaking, um, all sorts of creative, specialized services that they're offering just to get by. You know, case in point, you know, I know several people who have gone through a rough financial time and they've taken up driving cars for Uber as a way of making additional funds. It's just a different way of making a living that as technology changes, it starts to offer them a certain amount of advice. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And uh, in line with, uh, you know, we're excited that you can share that experience with us. So I know that you sent me uh, some of your ideas for success. And I know you use an acronym. So I was wondering if we could actually hone in on that so this way you know, our audience can walk away with kind of a, a recipe to think about and maybe uh, you know, go back to your book, specifically the Little Red Book, the Little Green Book, I'm sorry, Financial Happiness that uh, you refer to uh, in our notes. Well, the, the, Little Red, the, the Little Red Book of Financial I'm Happiness sorry. that you spoke about is one that we've dedicated to prisoners that are returning back to society. Uh, oh. And it has a lot more soul-searching than just finances involved in that book. But the basis of, of the whole research was the Little Green Book of Financial Happiness. And it was a, a formula-driven book created out of a need to train people going through a serious crisis. And the crisis that we basically attacked was basically the Great Recession of 2007-2008. As people started to lose their incomes and they were basically drowning in debt, we experienced a lot of people who were even committing suicide. There was a lot of medical issues way beyond my pay grade, and we had to address it in a very holistic way because sometimes it isn't the money that you have that makes you happy. It's the certain liberties that you get from your money, and that's a whole different approach to looking at money. Um, we came up with a simple acronym, you know, something that people can understand, and we called it SCUBA. Since we're in South Florida and we spend a lot of time in the ocean, I thought it was very, very simple. The S of SCUBA basically stands for seeking help. Most people are drowning in debt and drowning in financial misery, but they won't ask for help. There's a lot of help that's available, whether it's a friend, a family member, or even one of my simple books. It's something that will get you going. 
The C stands for cash flowing your personal situation. You have to understand where you're at. And once you do, you can make choices. The U stands for understanding. The basic idea is you will understand what position financially you're in, what is causing your problems, and, and different ways of attacking it. B stands for a basic budget. You have to build something that you could follow and then continue you know, your improvements. And then A is accepting your situation. And this is probably the hardest thing because a lot of people, uh, they might reject the thought that they might be in financial distress. And they'll avoid it until a point that they are way past the point of return. And then they have to eventually take even more drastic measurements. Uh, the idea between the SCUBA acronym was basically to help you quickly establish a starting point or a baseline for your finances. And then after you have that, you basically start to build. Uh, you need to know things like how much money you have in income, how much are you spending monthly, um, what do you have in real assets, You know, how are they split up, how much debt do you have and what type of debts that you actually own. The idea is once you see this, you start creating a balance sheet or an income statement, pretty much like a business, and it allows you to establish what your real net worth is. If your net worth is extremely negative, then you might need to contemplate something like bankruptcy to give you a fresh start where you have a baseline that you can start to build out. You're not always you know, digging yourself out of a hole. Um, once you know what your true wealth is and what your true monthly cash flow is, then you can start planning. You know, you can right away you'll you'll quickly expose your financial shortcomings every month and where your problems are. Uh, in a place like South Florida, after a person's mortgage, the number one source of expense is actually going out to informal or casual restaurants going to Taco Bell, going to McDonald's, a drive-through uh, you know, burger that you pick up or coffee at Starbucks. That's your number two expense after housing. You know, Most people would say it's insurance or it's your car. It's not necessarily. But the beautiful part about that, that's one of those things that you can really change very quickly and you can actually liberate a very large uh, amount of, of funds. Once you recognize your actual monetary composition, then you can start improving your budget and making small adjustments to your finances. And and that's the trick. Because what we want to do is not necessarily always make more money. We just want to live below our means, you know, save a little bit of money, leave something for the future, you know, and control our debt. I'm a big believer that debt is the, the true devil. Um, if you owe somebody a massive amount of money, you basically are that person's slave. That person has basically control over your lives, and you know it can get very, very difficult. When when we created the little green book of financial ha of happiness, you know we designed designed it for the reader, for the student, to have a very straightforward approach uh, to improve one's finances. And with a little bit of work and a little bit of guidance, you know you're going to see rapid increases and rapid improvements in your actual finances. Uh, my book's a good starting point, and it's available everywhere the books are sold. You can pick it up on Amazon. Um, it's composed of forms, exercises, logs, everything to get the person focused, motivated, and to stay on track. The hardest thing for most financial programs is keeping people on track. They'll buy the book, they'll read it, and then they'll put it away, and they'll never do the actual exercises. 
Um, some people, you know, might need, you know, a more more guidance or more hand-holding. And, for example, we have an intensive three-day seminar. That's three nights of three hours each starting on April 8th that we run out of Miami. And those are some of the things that somebody needs to take. Um, unfortunately, most of the times people go to a seminar, how to get rich, and it stays there. No one ever does the hard work that is really needed to take a person to the next level. Right. I, I had the chance to uh, review your book, and uh, the thing that struck me was the uh, uh, quotation you used by a uh, very noteworthy person, uh, Juan Buffett. So he writes, uh, don't save what is left after spending, spend what is left after saving. And I thought that was uh, exactly in line with, uh, you know, the uh, the acronym SUBA and exactly what you're trying to communicate. Jerry, one of the things that I always tell my students in class, and it, and we refer to savings as a concept that sometimes has been lost. For example, on on cable television right now, there is a bunch of shows that are extremely popular. It has to do with people living in Alaska, this rugged person living in the great wilderness and having to survive the elements. The concept of savings is literally burned into their DNA. Why? Because that person, if he doesn't save, not necessarily financially, but save enough food, enough lumber, enough fuel, and enough resources to get through the winter, that person will simply die once the snow sets in. He does not have the ability to go to the local supermarket because the roads basically will contain six or seven feet of snow, and he's basically snowed in. So there has to be a certain amount of planning. And a lot of the people who live in the extreme parts of the world, saving is just part of their DNA. It's part of their nature. Um, as we become a more modern society, now we have plastic and we have different ways of, of, of manipulating currencies and we have uh, coins, we have bills, we have uh, ways to pay with PayPal. So we have a lot of uh, very easy ways to to monetize our transactions. But in reality, savings is just a matter of deferring a little bit of of consumption for a future date. And once In the interest you, of time, one second. In the interest of time, Professor Rodriguez, uh, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, you have a, an email address, or where we can buy your books? Okay, my books can be purchased on Amazon on Amazon.com or anywhere books are sold. Um, if someone wants to reach me personally, they can reach me at scuba, SFL, like scuba South Florida, at gmail.com. Um, you can also Google me, and I'm all over the place online. I'm, I'm really easy person to find. Um, and we have our next event is going to be at, at UAC, the School of Global uh, Management in Doral, Florida, and it starts April 8th. And anybody who's interested, they can register through Eventbrite. Um, this is a program that we're holding within a, an MBA program uh, where the school is paying for the MBA candidates, but it's open to a certain amount of seats for the public. It's a really intense program, um, and it covers everything from budgeting to investments to you know rebalancing people's you know, financial lives. It's a really powerful group because what winds up happening is you have the students doing a lot of work and they do a lot of intensive research using the thing. So someone who wants to look at look at their finances in a different way, we invite them to take the opportunity. It's only $99 and it includes all the materials needed for the course. Well, thanks again, uh, Professor Raymar Rodriguez, for being a guest on AMON.
Thank you very much. Good luck, Jerry. Thank you so much.